Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by yours truly, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each week on Ciao Bella, I explore today's Italy, speaking with artisans, designers, hoteliers, architects, artists, Parmesan makers, in other words, the creators who are making the Italy that you love. So sit back and join in. This is Erica, and I'm here today with Giorgia Tozzi, who is the general manager of one of my favorite hotels in Rome, which is the Villon, and also happens to be a friend of mine, a, a long lost and refound friend of mine. Uh, Giorgia, I met a long time ago. I remember I was on in Trastevere looking for internet, and the internet store was closed, and I was crying. <laughs> And this girl reached over her balcony and said, hey, come up and hang out with me and my friends. And I was, no. And then I was like, oh, she looks really nice. Oh, and her friend is cute. So I immediately went upstairs and we played foosball on the terrace and I never got internet, but I met you. <laughs> yes. And now I've refound you here at the center, in the very, very center of Rome in one of the most beautiful hotels. Thank you. So I wanted to ask you, because I, I know your story, because when we, when we re-met up, I, I was like, so, you know, what happened after the terrace? Um, and maybe we can tell everybody, because when I met you, 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 were, you were knee deep or neck deep in the film industry. Yes, totally. Different, in a different path of my life, completely different path of my life. I, was, uh, I wasn't even thinking of being a general manager of a hotel, which it was actually something that my sister wanted to be for her, all her life. And um, I really didn't know what to do. I, I always knew I wanted to be an actress in my life. I studied 10 years acting. That's right. And I, that's what took me to travel a lot around uh, in Paris and New York and then back to Rome, studying here. But then I understood that it was, a really, it was really difficult and uh, you really needed to be very, very uh, passionate and determinata to do that. So um, one day... I remember my sister told me, well, why don't you just, you know, they're opening in this very beautiful hotel. It was 2000, it was the 2000, and she said to me, why don't you just apply and you can still be, you know, going to the acting uh, classes and do your casting and in the meantime, so at least you work. So you, you, I, by that time I had come back to Rome, I was already talking English and speaking English, speaking French, so she said, you know, you're quite sveglia, you know, you're smart, you speak English, you speak French, you speak Italian, there's a new um, five-star hotel properties opening up, maybe, you know, they hire you. So I did, and I went, and they hired me. And that was, and that, that went was, on to become the most popular hotel in Rome, the Hotel de Russie. See, the Hotel de Russie Via del Babuino. And then I, after two years and a half that I was there, I, you know, I started really, like, literally, I was at the reception, didn't know what to do at all. And, uh, but then I grew up and then I went to doing the concierge and then assistant manager and then guest relations. And then I left because I was, I thought this is not going to be my life. You went yeah, to I didn't was want that when you went to Mexico? Yeah, no, that was afterwards because that, at that point I said, okay, basta, I don't want to work in the hotel industry. Not basta, because I was working by then. I was, it was, because I'm somebody that really like to work and I mean not that I like to work but when I work I work a lot and I do a you put yourself I into put it, a lot yeah. yes so I was you know 10 hours 12 hours a day hotel uh, can really uh, be a very you know you, you forget the time you forget to go 
out, or you forget everything about it when you work. I mean, to me, it's like that, and to those that are very passionate about this job. So I said, no, basta, I'm gonna get a nervous breakdown. And then at the same time, I, we, they were shooting uh, Gangs of New York. They were starting oh, to shoot Gangs of New York. So in that's Rome. when so, I met you. Yes. yes. And we were having a uh, lot of uh, people from Miramax coming to the hotel. Um, and then this was this beautiful lady, very nice lady that she was working with, you know, the Miramax office is there. And uh, she said, oh, what are you doing? And I said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I want to leave. And she said, well, if you leave, tell, let me know because I will hire you immediately because I was very, you know, with them all the time. And, and so that's, that's how I ended up. I resigned from the Derussi and then I went to work for Miramax and I got hired for a year and a half in Miramax and I was working And then you with, were hanging out on, with, um, on, what is it, Giuseppe's Terrace when I, when I met you. Yes. So that was the Miramax years. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, and then I had this, uh, after a year and a half, there was a moment that I moved because the office closed. Miramax office closed, so I moved to Cinecittà to work with this production designer Francesco Friggeri. Oh, wow. So I worked with him in Cinecittà and then I worked with him like another year and a half. And then nervous breakdown arrived, kind of, because I broke up with my boyfriend, didn't have a job, didn't have a house, and my father said, go to Mexico, because he just bought a house in Playa del Carmen. Oh, that's where you went, yes. with Playa del Carmen. Yes, and I said, okay, I'll go. So I went there a week, I didn't talk to anybody, I didn't speak any Spanish at that time. And then I said, you know what, I will stay here a little bit. And it was beautiful by then because it was quite uh, unknown uh, yet. It was, it was nothing like it is now. And uh, I remember I stayed there like the first two weeks, I didn't talk to anybody, I was eating some rice, I was crying every day. <laughs> Typical breakup. Typical yeah. breakup. And then uh, I said to myself, you know, if I have to stay here, I will get the best out of it. And I said, my father said, just do something, you know. And then I said, okay, I'll learn Spanish because I've always loved languages. So I've learned Spanish and I spent uh, five months there. And, uh, you know, of course I recover totally. And then um, the director of sales and marketing of the DRC. She called me and said, where are you? What are you doing? Uh, I'm in Mexico. Ah, come back, because I need somebody in the um, sales and marketing department taking care of all the Latin American markets. And I said, but you need to speak in, uh, Spanish very well. You're like, of course. And I said, yeah, you know, I'm here, I'm learning it, but I don't know if I want to come back to Rome, because, you know, I didn't really want to come back. And she said, well, you come back. And then there was this friend of mine, and she said, uh, go back, and you can always come back here anytime. So I came back and I started again in the hotel industry, but not in the operational. So I went back to the Hotel de Russie, but in the sales and marketing department where I stayed until three years ago. So I spent probably 13 years there, taking care of the sales and the, uh, the marketing of all the, uh, the the three properties in Rome a little bit, but mostly of Rome and Florence, so the Hotel Savoy in Florence and the Dirussi in Rome, promoting these hotels in all Latin American markets. So you really have an incredibly, aside from that, you have an amazing background because we didn't even talk about how you grew up in Rome, went to an artistic high school, <laughs> yes. the high school for Belle Arti, and but you have an incredible background in the whole formation of hotelry, mm. which is why 
they called you and said, would you be interested in this very tiny 18-room yeah. hotel in the very, 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 very center of Rome, which I should let everybody know, we're not, we're not just in the very, very center of Rome. They're, in Rome, everybody knows Via del Corso. And we are just off Via del Corso, around the corner from the Arapaches, which, according to my husband, who's an archaeologist, is the best place in the world because it is the tomb of Augustus. Yes. And that is exactly where we are. Um, so we are around the corner from Darius's favorite place in the world. <laughs> and this hotel is also in the midst of a property that's mm -hmm. super historic for yes. the for the Baroque era because it's the the, the Palazzo Borghese. It's the Borghese family. Yes. It's one of the most emblematic buildings. It's probably it's called one of the fourth wanderer of Rome, Palazzo Borghese. And that was one of the things that really um, shock, shocked me when I came because the um, I was very, you know, I was happy and I didn't really want to change my job. But when they asked me to come here, I came and I got into the building. It was really something that was in incredible and fascinating. There was this sort of energy also because this was the school. And, and this was a, this was like in the 1800s and 1900s, a, a convent school. See, it was a convent school uh, that um, Princess Adelaide Borghese de la Rochefoucauld, she was one of the uh, princesses that they were in the many many years uh, of the you know centuries of the of the history of the Borghese. She was the wife of Scipione Borghese, and she in 1841 she entrusted these portions of the house annexed to Palazzo Borghese. She entrusted them to the nuns daughters of the cross to make it a finish kind of a finishing school, Istituto di Beneficenza, for girls for poor girls that she would see on the street by that imagine that time on the street rome it was a chaos yeah, imagine it was not, it was and the, the situation today, yeah. yeah and the and the uh, and the women in general they were really you know already in a, in a difficult position but she, this lady all of a sudden she was coming from france she was more ahead of the time you know she was very modern so she was really good and so she did a lot of, 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 of good things and I think this is a part of also the good energies that you can perceive here at the Villon, which is something that really shocked me when I arrived to go back to what we were saying. And um, see, and, 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 and the fact that we have uh, this location in this beautiful Campo Marzio, no? so historical, especially also the fact that we are right in the city center, but we are, we our entrance is a little door, little tiny door from this little tiny street, un vicolo di Roma, typical, uh, it's like Alice in Wonderland, you know, you just get into this little door and then you have a whole universe that opens up. That's why we call it the universe Villon. Yeah, well, we should we should talk. I'm going to ask you one in one second about the name for Villon because mm -hmm. I remember when you were telling me that. But I, I will say that 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 is really important. This is uh, the side street. Is this uh, what's the, this is uh, Via del Rancho? Via del Rancho. And it used to be called Vicolo del Melangolo, which ah. uh, in the medieval times was meant Rancho Orange. Ah. Okay. That's and why we also have one of our suite that is overlooking Vicolo del Melangolo or Via dell'Arancio. It's the Melangolo suite. And it's this is this is a, it's a beautiful road, but it's actually quite tiny. And when you walk down the road, when you walk down the cobblestones, you would never expect it. You yeah. would have no. I mean, it's mm. it's literally one of those doors that unless 
unless you were deliberately coming here or there was somebody standing at the door mm -hmm. that, that dragged yes. you by the collar, yes. you would have no idea yes. that's here. And then you open up into this whole world. And yes. I know that doors are also really, really important because you told me that um, Vilan has a significance because yes. it's an important door. Yes, it, it totally, um, oh, that's another, you know, uh, energetical kind of a thing because it comes from, the name really comes from Jerusalem, from, uh, um, it's a it's a, um, a a Hebrew name called Vilon means um, curtain and they say and it comes from the Kabbalah and uh, one teacher of the Kabbalah told me once in New York which I passed by by coincidence I passed by in front of school and I, I said oh you know what I just got in and just let me understand if this is true or not. And I met this guy and he was amazing because in five minutes he gave me all the information I wanted, saying that, uh, oh, you know, I have this hotel in Rome. They told me the door, the Villon, and he said, well, you know, I don't really know, but I can tell you that in front of every door for, for the Kabbalah, in the Kabbalah, in front of every door, there is a Villon. And uh, by saying door, we meaning we are mean we are we mean uh, um, every passage from one stage to another Relaxed, yeah. of our lives. So whenever you improve your soul or your spirit, you change. You know, in terms of um, knowledge and in terms of uh, spiritual um, improvement. So you pass through that door. It was always there. It's been always there. It's just you couldn't see it because you were, you were not ready to go through that door, and because there was the villain. So you just go through and just put the villain away, and you go. Well, I have to say that is probably the effect that I had when I when I first came here because it was so beautiful with the colors, with the, the design, mm. the, the the different jewel tones. Um, and then, and then it was kind of, it was also for, for me, the first time I came through when I, when I met you and I was like, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so um, funny. It was, that, was, that was like another passage for me. Yeah. And um, one of the things that you said to me that day that really, really stuck with me was that they invited you, um, the owners invited you to come in before this was See. anything. See. And, and you helped them create this and this See. became your child totally. for, for how yes. many years? I don't that? have any kids and I thought that this, Really, I thought at one point of my life, I thought, oh my God, this is really like a delivery kind of like I'm, you know, I'm waiting for a baby because it was wait. We were waiting and waiting and waiting and working and working, and we had three architects. Well, two architects that worked together. Paolo Bonfini, uh, he's a production designer from Cinecittà that he did the whole project. And then we have Giampiero Panepinto, that also is the same architect that worked on our sister properties in Capri, the Tiberio Capri Palace. And uh, so uh, we were, you know, also waiting for all the permissions of the Sovrintendenza because we also found, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, how do um, uh, pieces of from Artifacts, from our yes yeah. yeah. so we, it was really like long we we had a delay of nine months practically of, of the opening it so was you had really a complete pregnancy here <laughs> totally and we were working together with this Massimo Moresi that is now uh, went to uh, he embraced another venture in Florence but it was the two of us practically together with the architects and um, we were you know, choosing everything, the plates, the sheets, and the mattresses, and the colors, and, you know, the, the people. We were interviewing the staff and the, and the uniforms, and, and it was 
like the the glasses and the the, the knife, the forks, everything was a really like an, a huge uh, responsibility to me. Also because I knew what luxury and the industry of luxury was, and what are the what is the request and the demand of that um, target of luxury. So I didn't want to, you know, open and be any step behind that. So I'd, I had everything had to be perfect. And then I discovered that I'm kind of sick on that, <laughs> kind of very obsessive-compulsive. <laughs> and, uh, and the good thing about it is, like, they let me do that because they kind of understood that I was really so involved in it as if it was mine that they let me do that. But that's that, that you know, first of all, nobody, I, I don't think obsessive compulsive is a word I would ever use to describe you and you don't see that. But what you do see when you come here is that this is like you've created, aside from, you know, kind of giving birth to this baby, but you've created a home. And that is the, even if, I think even if, um, even when I walk in here and you're not in the room, that's the feeling that you get immediately when you walk, you know, you mm -hmm. walk down that, that beautiful Harlequin floor and you walk into the bar and there is this intimacy that sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like may maybe Adelaide is letting us, yes. is reminding us of that. And yes. I know it, but I know it's also you because this, you're here and you have this presence and everybody that you work with has the same, you know, the, the same, passion for what they're doing in this particular place, which I think is a little bit unique in Rome, because I think, you know, Rome has undergone, um, you know, it's, it's constantly undergoing changes and we have a lot of, a lot of amazing hotels here. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of hotel chains, yes. but, but we have, this is a little jewel because it's, it's so beautifully designed. It's so d done lovely, but there's, it's completely warm. It feels mm -hmm. like you're you don't feel like you're in a hotel. You really feel like you're in this incredibly stylish place. I often tell Darius, this is the place where I'll have an affair. So if I have an affair, it'll be here, but he'll be with me. He'll be with me for the affair. It's a very romantic place also. It's like, but also I think what you're saying is, um, I, I agree with you. There are a lot of uh, good places in Rome, especially now they have been uh, in the past two years, three years, um, new hotels, also boutique hotels that um, they, they, they are very, very, they're, they're a good product. I totally agree with you. And uh, I'm sure they are in terms of uh, also, if you look at the internet and the website, they're very, very nice done. And uh, I'm finally, I would say, because they, you know, there are not, there were not so many as in Milano or in other places, like Paris, uh, Paris in Europe. But um, I always thought that I traveled a lot and I always thought that I always wanted to find a place where I would go and, and feel myself not at home because I this is something that everybody always say like ah oh, you you will feel like at home no home is home my home is my home and uh, but and you, you will never feel like you are at home but what what we can work um, on is the feeling that you have when you are at home so the feeling of being 
comodo and uh, not, uh, you know, kind of, uh, I don't feel comfortable here or somebody's giving me a look or, you know, I don't dress properly or I don't know. It's, it's really something I hold together. But also, I think most of the, the, the it's, it's like a, a new management thing also that I wanted to try since I was given the opportunity. Um, that everybody has to be Georgia here. It's not because I am not here that uh, things shouldn't, shouldn't work. You know, like Bianca here at the restaurant, she works every morning. She does especially the morning and the breakfast. And uh, she knows everybody from day one because she knows that you want the cappuccino that way or that you want that particular thing. She tries to understand what you really need. And here it's easier because with only 18 rooms and it's a small place, so we are able to do that. Of course, in bigger hotels, it's not that easy. But you did say something earlier to me when we were just chatting about how um, when you're interviewing, because you've now, I mean, the, the Villano has been open 10 months? A year. A year. Next, next month's going to be a year. Okay. So almost a year. And um, and when you were, you know, you, went, you were interviewing someone and you were saying, you know, you at this point, it's, there's a natural filter. Mm -hmm. um, See, si, totally. To totally. This is something that... Um, it's the villain. It's not me hiring or keeping the the, the staff. It's um, they are here. They feel comfortable to work here. They are happy to come to work. Either they don't fit, uh, and then at that point they think, uh, I don't think is this for me because maybe there's something in within them they need to still build or they're not uh, really comfortable with the job they do and they're not so passionate about the, what they do. So uh, only real passionate stuff, I would say, I, could, I can tell that by now are, you know, hired right. <laughs> at the Villon. And I'm happy because I'm, I can see them and I see also the... Uh, um, the reaction of the guests when they arrive, the guests arrive and they feel like, oh my God, it's such a beautiful place. And it's not only a pretty face, let's say that. And uh, because because also the staff and the and the, um, you know the the girls at reception and uh, all the staff, all the team are really they all really feel like it's a little bit part. They're really the villain is also part of uh, of them and vice versa. So that's a good thing for me, because otherwise, you know, you spend so much time at work and uh, it wouldn't be. Well, yeah, you've created you've created this environment, but everybody contributes to it. Now, one of the things I think is fundamental to to Villan, but also is fundamental to you, is that you are born and bred Roman, mm -hmm. and there there is. It is so beautiful because you grew up here, and so you, of all people, um, really understand this city and have seen. You've seen the changes that have happened in Rome, Same. and you know, because I, I get asked a lot. You know, people always ask me, "Where should I go? What should I do?" Or Rome is like this, and one of my answers that I keep telling people is, "Rome is a contemporary city." Totally, and, and there's so many things to do. First of all, I need to say I love Rome. I have a passion I know you for do, Rome. Yes. <laughs> And, and that's another reason why I decided to embrace this amazing adventure because I really wanted to, to give the opportunity uh, in this such a beautiful environment, in such a bellissimo palazzo with this beautiful view overlooking the gardens of Palazzo Borghese, 
uh, that you really see Rome and it's but this embodies this embodies everything for me uh, for you especially I and think Francisco, of Francisco because you really it's true that it, we have a lot of problems in Rome and we you know lots of uh, um, difficulties for sure but still we live in one of the most beautiful places of the world I mean everybody is envious of when I say oh you live in Rome oh my god you live in Rome I cannot believe it and I know because it's true and I you know sometimes I go around I have a moped which I used since I was 13 years old and I I will never leave it because that's the only way really you can around the city. Exactly. exactly but sometimes I'm there the traffic light I just look up and I see something that I have never seen before and that probably the, the hundred times I i passed there so and the light a different kind of light that you have in rome depending on the different times of the day or the season of the year you know it's really something passionate having said that <laughs> um i love rome because it really gives you a lot of uh, different things if you are lucky enough of course and uh, smart enough to take advantage out of it because uh, there's a lot of things to do you can go even walk around uh, at night when there's nobody and you hear the echo of your footsteps, footsteps yeah. in the city center or you know it's safe and uh, it's beautiful you have um, you know it's romantic and uh, you can do many many things there are very good restaurants everywhere Uh, not only in the city center, but in, uh, in, the, in the suburbs. You know? I'm talking about Garbatella, San Giovanni. There are real... So, so Garbatella is a suburb for you? Well, not <laughs> suburbs, but not... I mean suburbs in terms of uh, from the city so center. From the center story. Since, <laughs> since I feel like I live in the city center because I'm always here. <laughs> I, but like I live in San Giovanni and that to me it's not suburb for sure. It's only 15 minutes from here with the scooter. But, um, but you do have a lot of restaurants there and uh, you still feel the la romanità you know well, I think that's exactly I th that's you know I think that's exactly what I'm what I what I think too is that you know Rome is Rome is so much bigger than the centro storico and it's and it's a contemporary city now one of the things I I, I sorry I'm going to turn to this conversation because I started thinking about this when you mentioned that um your sister had suggested that you get involved in the, the whole hotel industry. And then I realized that you are one of the few female general managers mm -hmm. of a hotel, of a five-star hotel mm -hmm. in all of Italy. One of the other ones that I know just happens to be the general manager of the Tiberio. Yes. Who happens to have the same last name as you, <laughs> who's your sister. So I, I know you guys are a force to be reckoned with, but mm -hmm. it's it's a very small group of you that are that are female general yes. managers yes it is and um, you know for me it's it's the very first experience so I would not I would I would I would be a liar if I would say that I am you know already know everything about it but I, I do understand now a lot more what she was talking about when she was telling me many many things because she always see the difference between me and her is that she always wanted to be a general manager she always wanted to work in hotel business and she worked in a lot of hotels she's been a general manager in many many hotels and she's very you know kind of a um, the 
commandante kind of you know our father was a commandante dell'Italia so I think she took a lot of oh, from, right. from him yes. the commandante dell'Italia and which I was is... more the artistical uh, part I was more the bohemian side so of the like family so she's like the bossy and you're the artsy kind of <laughs> but then uh, you know we uh, compensate each other a lot and uh, and when I started to work in the sales and marketing department we started also to work together and to, to, to travel together so now the industry the hotel industry know that we are sister and then we are in the same industry and they're like oh the Totsi sister and so it's fun it's nice and now that I'm a GM also it's fun because finally we have a kind of an identity especially because we are sister in a sister properties so it's, this is something very it's very unique unique and uh, we are using it of course as a <laughs> kind of a so when I, when um, I was marketing in- promotion which is I, I did something similar. My sister and I went to the same university together. Now, we do not do any of the same things, but I completely understand. Like, it was kind of cool. Like, people would be like, ah, the Firpo sisters. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. here we are. <laughs> and it's fun because also because we are totally different from each other, but yet very similar. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, and we love each other and we've always helped each other. And uh, it's, it's, it's good to have now somebody that I can talk to and that she can talk to. And also because we have the same boss now, so it's fun. Do you guys still travel together? Yes, yes, absolutely. And we also now, since we have sister properties, we are sharing, you know, in when we go to these big events, like now we're going to big events in April and June, there are these very big happening that in the hotel business, so we're sharing either the booth or, you know, we're sharing the... the, the and everybody's um, like, oh no, the Totsi sisters. The Totsi sister on the camera, oh my God. And then we, when we start to talk together, they're like, oh, Stay away, stay away, be afraid. That's so funny. The fabulous Totsi. There is this very good friend of mine, he calls us the toxic sister (laughs) instead of the toxic sister. It's fun. With lots of love. With lots of love. So I, I wanted to just wrap up a little bit. We've, I, I love talking to you. And, one, and the other reason I love talking to you is because for me, you are you embody contemporary Rome. So with that in mind, mm. I wanted to ask you just your thoughts on, if you can give me some suggestions on mm-hmm. what you think contemporary Rome is, where to go. So if you, your guests are here and they're like, I've been to the Colosseum. I, I love the Trattoria, but I want to feel like you. I want to feel like Georgia. Si. I want to go out with George and Stefano. Where would I go? <laughs> well, first of all, I'm thinking about this very nice restaurant, Trattoria, that is in San Giovanni again. A very good friend of mine, Claudia, that is called the Trattoria Bocci. And he's been, uh, it used to be called Il, Il Bruttone, and he was in Via Taranto. But then he's really like, he's, he's the most amazing guy that you would never ever I mean there are people queuing outside oh. see very good you should try that we'll, and, we'll go there with you guys see absolutely and and it's very good and and you know typical Roman food um, there's another place and it's in Torvajanica that is called Schiano where you eat fish it's one of the most Schiano, Schiano in Torvajanica that you would never ever go there I've if never, never heard of it it's literally Laziale on the side to go south on uh, you go to to Austria and then you go on the south, and uh, it's absolutely amazing. And this and the the restaurant, it's it's really uh, beautiful because you have these beautiful windows overlooking the, the beach. So you see the the sea. You have a look at the sea, and you and the food is amazing. Um, in Rome, talking about Rome. Um, 
I like uh, I like a lot little restaurants around the area of uh, Trastevere as well. I love a lot Monteverde. Um, I love Fregene, of course, and the beach, uh, yeah. the beach and. Um, Testaccio also, there's another, like I like il Bucatino, I don't know if you've ah, ever yes, been we, there. We've been there with Giuseppe, yes, yeah. I've been there it's ages ago. Good. Bucatino and uh, I like the Baffetto, it's a typical. The pizzeria? Si. So do we. I love I Baffetto, I own an evergreen, it's in Via Governo Vecchio. I, it, remi- it reminds me of my, you know, infancy. I, we used to go there all the time, so my childhood. If somebody was to say to you, so, Giorgia, I've been everywhere. I, I have, I'm here, I'm coming back, but I've been to the Gallery Borghese, and I've been to uh, the Colosseum, I've been to the Vatican, mm-hmm. but I want to see some culture. Where would you tell them to go? Um, well, for sure, next close to Rome, cioè Villa Adriana, Tivoli, questi, questi posti, these are beautiful places where to go. That these are usually the second, the third archaeological, archaeological side, side that you you would never, you know, go on first base when you come to Rome the first time. Um, but oh, even you know, modern art museums and. Um, uh, like the Galleria Nazionale. Galleria Nazionale. Sometimes they have very nice expo- exposition exp- exhibitions. exhibitions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that. Uh, that's a great place. It's one yeah. of, that's actually one of my favorite places. Yeah, even the one in, uh, in Testaccio, the new Maxi. In Tes- is it the new? No, the new Maxi. The, 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 macro? the macro. Yeah. Sometimes they have very nice uh, exhibitions there, photography exhibitions, and even that you would never think of. Of in Rome, but sometimes they do have very good things there. Well, I think that's that's what um, I think a lot of people don't realize that you can see like Rome has has different elements that are very contemporary, like like the Maxi, mm-hmm. like the Galleria Nazionale, yeah. like the Macro. A lot of people don't expect that because they want to see they they want to kind of pigeonhole Rome to antiquity. Um, and then they have these special, beautiful places. Yeah, sometimes they do also have very nice exhibition in Alleur, El Palazzo del... Um, um, what's the name? Or Defendi... Ah, Cicotto uh, Romana. Uh, See, si, they sometimes they do some very nice, uh, bellissimi... Uh, come si chiama? I can't remember it now. Anyway, they have very nice exposure there. Uh, ex- exhibitions, they do uh, events and uh, some t- uh, photographies and videos from from the Palazzo della Civiltà. Palazzo della Civiltà, yes. Quadrato, where yes. the Fendi headquarters mm-hmm. is in New York. That's a great place because yes. you're absolutely right. We've seen some incredible exhibitions there. Yeah, and it's and it's something you wouldn't even expect. Exactly, never. And they actually do a lot of nice things there and um, projections of videos or, or ex- exhibitions of art. So they have done all these exhibitions like last year of the movies of uh, oh, where they had, so uh, cool. you know, you do percorso, percorso yeah. around and it was fun and it was nice. It was different. Yeah, Fendi's been doing a great, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize that, uh, they, they don't know that there's that whole other section of Rome mm-hmm. that is 
very, very bizarrely modern, the Aor neighborhood. And then Fendi has, on their ground level of their headquarters, is, has an exhibition space. So they had the show on the movies where it was anybody in cinema, which I know you would love because that's your background. Yes. And I love it too. Um, where they had the costumes from, from specific films. And then they had a show that I particularly love of Giuseppe Pannone, who's mm -hmm. the very famous Italian artist. Um, these are all great suggestions. And I'm so happy I got a chance to speak with you about this. Thank you. No, grazie. Well, okay. Thank you for thank having me. Thank you so much. Well, I think it's time we should have some lunch. Yes, what do you think? We should. Okay, I'm Let's hungry. Order. Let's do it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. You can find all my episodes on iTunes, and if you have time, subscribe, rate, and let me know your thoughts on the podcast. You can also be part of the podcast by donating. Find Ciao Bella on Patreon.com, where with as little as $1, you get behind-the-scenes photos and videos as I travel all throughout Italy. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Dis Studios, the producers of Ciao Bella who continue to make me sound and feel great.